Uh, Casey? Yeah, what's up? Hey, uh, so, all right, so let me see if I get this straight from our meeting that we just now had. Uh, can I stop you right quick? Okay. You're not going to get it right. Please continue. <laughs> you don't know what I'm about to say. Okay. Please. All right, so basically they're the the Jesus, or not Jesus, the Jewish people, right? Jumping ahead of myself. With the Jesus. Israelites. The Israelites are about to get up and move, but first they got to blow air through Trump's ass and <laughs> blow a cloud away before they can gather up all of their shit. And then they got to convince this one guy out there because he looks upon this and it's just like, fuck, I don't know, guys. This is just way too fucky for me. And then, uh, you know, apparently God makes 70 horcruxes of Moses' spirit and puts it into 70 fucking men because, you know, Moses has to bitch like the rest of his people. Which brings me to my next point of the Jewish people bitching about having to eat manna all the time. So what God does is he takes meat and he shoves it up their ass consistently until (laughs) you ever seen the movie Seven? And yes. S- yeah, seven. The spaghetti well, they, scene. The spaghetti scene. No, that's That's nasty. exactly what is going to happen today. But but then you know, uh, just like in seven, they end up kill. God ends up killing them because they eat the meat that they begged for that He gave to them because they were bitching about it, and and um, that's what's going on. Actually, that's not bad. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's not exactly right, but. Hey, it's the best one you've had so far. (laughs) What's up, heathens? How are y'all doing today? Uh, Casey, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah, you ready to blow some air up Trump's ass? I prefer not to. Well, I mean, the entire government's doing it right now, so why not? I don't want to talk about that right now because I just, uh, here's what I do. I get on Twitter and I just like yell at every politician who is blaming somebody else. Yeah, she does. I mean, she spent about three hours this morning just sitting there typing on away on. I mean, I wake <laughs> up in the morning. It's like, <laughs> honey, I just told him to fuck off. <laughs> No, I'm telling them to get the fuck to work. Like, stop playing this fucking game, blame game all the time and work. Go figure out what to do. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really pissed about the whole blame game thing that's going on. Anyway, that's way off topic. This is about Bible, not about politics. Yeah, true. Sorry. That's all right. I mean, we're blowing air up Trump's ass in order to get a cloud out of the way so that we can pick up our tents. So let's do this. All right. So not Trump, but trumpets. And oh, it, it trumpets. Went, you could say it was Trump's trumpets, but Trump's trumpets would be gold, right? Right. And these are hammered silver. So we're starting with Numbers chapter 10 today. And if you remember from last time, all the Israelites were numbered. Everybody got their jobs and everybody were told which tribes you're basically going to be camping with and in which direction. So that's what happened. You know, mentioning numbering the Jews and camps. uh, (laughs) We don't need to go all Godwin's law on this. My bad. But that's what happened. That's also what happened in 1939. Okay. So God tells Moses to make two silver, hammered silver trumpets. So basically to call people into the tent when it's time to gather, 
to blow them to let them know where they were going like when when they were to leave because you had the people setting off in different directions so like the first time the trumpet sounds you know some of the tribes have to go out to i think the east people go first and let's see when the trumpet can, can you imagine like the first time he he like hammered that up and he blew it Everybody in the town's like, oh, fucking damn, what's Moses doing now? Tell him to shut that shit off. It's like 530 <laughs> in the morning. I know old people get up real early, but this shit's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So they were basically like the roosters, right? It was the rooster. Hey, everybody get your ass up and get going. <laughs> That's a weird fucking rooster, I gotta yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the when the trumpet blast is sounded the first time, the tribes to the east are to set out. At the second blast, the tribes to the south are to set out. The blast will signal for the... The setting out um, to gather the assembly. They also blow the trumpets, but not with the same signal. So I don't know what like, you know, we're going to use Morse code here with the trumpets. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. But the person or the people who are responsible for sounding the trumpets are Aaron's sons, the priests. So now you best blow that trumpet right or I swear to Christ, <laughs> God will <laughs> shove fireballs deep inside your anus. <laughs> They're also supposed to blow the trumpets if enemies show up and try to attack the camp or if somebody is trying to oppress them and they sound the trumpet at that time with i'm assuming a different signal and god shows up to help them can you i mean can you imagine it like they're about they're getting attacks like people are getting attacked and moses is like wait 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 gotta call him back up God is up there on his throne like oh, I must I must serve justice and he like rips off his like I don't know his his White turban robe. and shit <laughs> <laughs> Super God away <laughs> <laughs> So they have to do it then. They also have to do it when they come together. They also have to sound the trumpet when they come to when they're supposed to gather at the tent of the meeting to do all of the offerings. Okay. Um, And do memorials to God. And then, of course, he had to throw in I am the Lord, your God, because, you know, reasons. So. On the 20th day of the second month of the second year, the cloud lifted. If you remember, when when God is in the tabernacle, there's a cloud over the tabernacle. So the cloud has been over the tabernacle for a while. That was one dank vape cloud, I gotta tell you. <laughs> right? I don't know how many dank clouds out there, dank vape clouds out there would last that long, but God knew how to blow one. Sometimes you see things, and I'm just like, oh. Well, that's going to be taken out of context later. Yeah. (laughs) At one time, he said God knows how to blow one. He thinks God (laughs) sucks dick. Well, that one night in the desert with Israel. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he sure did give Israel a good pounding, I got to tell you. I mean, it was so good, he renamed his ass. (laughs) Okay, so... Anyway, uh, the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle of the testimony. The Israelites set out from the desert of Sinai and traveled from place to place until the cloud came to rest in the desert of Paran. Paran? Paran? I'm not sure. Peyote? (laughs) So they set out the first time at the Lord's command through Moses. The divisions of the camp of Judah went first, um, and then it goes through whose names there were. So anyway, they went first because they had to take the tabernacle down. And travel with the tabernacle first because the tabernacle had to be set up everywhere where they were stopping 
um, through their journeys so that the holy items could be brought into an already constructed tabernacle. And remember, you've got to tear it down in that very specific way that we covered last week, in case yeah. you guys forgot. Uh, one little thing out of out of place, and God is definitely going to eternally fire them. Yes. So, and remember, when they built all, when they, when God gave Moses all the specs for this, and we didn't go through it twice when Moses reiterated those specs to the Israelite people, but they all have handles and like hoops and shit for carrying for the rods to go in and lift everything. So, well, and I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, with all this picking up and moving and everything, a mistake's going to happen. You think God like missed a mistake or something like that on occasion? I mean that, or he missed every single time. And then the Jews that were like, Hey, listen, I haven't done this one thing at all and God hasn't fired me. Does that mean he doesn't exist? <laughs> I mean, I'm having an existential existential crisis here, Moses. Well, to be fair, now this was their only job. So they probably could do it right. Well, I don't know. No, people only have one job. They still fuck it up. That's true. I, I mean, there are McDonald's employees that only have McDonald's jobs and they still will give you a diet what the fuck ever instead of what you actually ordered. True, I guess. Uh, in my case, I would be lucky to get a diet thing. It's normally just whatever regular fucking Coke they have. Really? Yeah, that that would be bad for you. It would be, considering diabetic and shit. Since you got the sugars. I got the betas. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, the holy things are carried after the tabernacle stuff, right? So they go next. And then the rear guard goes... Um, basically, and that's the divisions of the camp of Dan. I know you love Dan. Love me some Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so Moses asked a, a son of Ruel, Ruel, um, named Hobab, asks him to be the guide because that's who God wants to be the guide. I don't know why Moses isn't the guide, but here we are. That's what they asked. So he tells Hobab, we're setting out for the place which the Lord had said. I will give you the place. Please come with us and we will treat you well for the Lord has promised good things to Israel. So Hobab says, no, I don't want to go. I'm going back to my own land and my own people. I don't know who his people are um, specifically, but anyway. Oh, he's a he's a Midianite. Whoever the fuck they are. Anyway. So Moses begs him, please don't leave us. You you know we should camp in the desert and you you can be our eyes. If you come with us, we'll share with you whatever good thing the Lord gives us. So I guess he decides to stay and they set out for the mountain, uh, the mountain of the Lord and traveled for three days. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord went before them during those three days to find them a place to rest. The cloud of the Lord was over them day by day when they set out from the camp. Okay, so the way that they know where they're going and where they're supposed to stop and stay and when they're supposed to go is based on the whole, do you all remember the cloud of fire and the cloud of smoke? It was smoke during the day and cloud or, and fire at night when he was leading them out of Egypt. Same deal here. So basically you had a vapor traveling in front of you and puffing up the vape cloud. And then when he gets tired, he just sits there and he vapes up a good... <laughs> A good, uh, you know, sh- uh, sh- uh, what the fuck am I? <laughs> a cloud. <laughs> God damn, I had a stroke. Excuse me, people. So whenever the cloud lifts from above the tent, the Israelites set out. And wherever the cloud settles, the Israelites encamp. And they do it at his command. So whenever, well, that is basically his command. That's their sign to do whatever they got to do. 
stay, go. Um, sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle for a few days and they'd stay at the same place for a few days. Sometimes they would encamp, set everything up. Now they have to set the whole fucking tabernacle up every time they stop somewhere. So they have to set that shit up and tear it down. Sometimes it would be they would settle at night and get right back up in the morning and go. And it's like, who has time for all this shit? Yeah, I don't know who would have time for that shit. I mean, Plus I don't. It's heavy. It's all gold and bronze and yeah. silver. You would think that, that, you know, God would have them set down like a maybe like a quick, you know, tent or something like that. Just like mm-hmm. re- real quick, just put it down, sleep here, and then we'll get up in the morning. But nope, God's like, you got to set all this shit up correctly or else I'm going to fuck you hard. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Wherever the ark set out, or whenever the ark set out, Moses said, Rise up, O Lord, may your enemies be scattered, may your foes flee before you. Whenever it came to time to rest, Moses would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. All right, so this goes on, and of course the people are going to get a little bitchy, right? Because, I mean, I would. If if I'm fucking roaming around the desert and I'm waiting on a cloud to settle, I'm tired, I'm hungry because all they're giving me to eat is this manna shit, right? Um, I, I, I think it would suck, right? So they get a little, they get a little pissy. So people complained about their hardships in hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them complaining, he went like this. Oh, God damn it. Not fucking again. <laughs> when they, you're going to love this. You ready? When he heard them, his anger was aroused. <laughs> his anger. <laughs> that, those are those angry hard-ons that you get. <laughs> you, you get so angry that you pop a woody. <laughs> I mean, I've never had that happen, but apparently that happened to God. <laughs> Can you imagine God and all of his angels out there? And gosh, it's like, oh, God, I'm so furious. It's like, why do you have a heart on right now? Like, seriously? Like, what the fuck's going on? Are you thinking about fucking Moses like you did Israel? No, he's thinking about burning their asses. Well, I mean, that could be taken very homosexually. I know. So here's here's what happens. So Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. So that place where they were at that particular time where that happened, they named Tabera, which means burning, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. They're really super creative about this, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I I don't think anybody's giving them points for creativity at this point. Yeah. So they didn't learn their lesson. About bitching, because here they do it again. Uh, they, 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 they complained and cried out for meat. Okay, so if you guys remember, what they have to eat is manna. That's all they have. And if you remember, manna is like a coriander seed and it looks like resin. And the people gather it, you know, it, it settles with the dew. And then they gather it. They have they do different things with it. They use they crush it and grind it up. They cook it in a pot or make it into cakes. Um, it ta- they it says it tastes like something made with olive oil. So what they said um, to God, their complaints are: if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. Well, I mean, you got to figure they're walking around in the desert 
desert meat's not exactly gonna last long. Plus, I mean, they're complaining about not having meat now. Where the fuck was all that? You know why they don't have meat? Why? They sacrificed it all for that god. They can't eat the <laughs> right. shit. That's why. Right? So they don't have meat. They don't have vegetables. They don't have fruits. All they have is manna. So, I mean, I get it. Like, but still, God provides and they complain. Yeah, they're, they're, but God's about to go all seven on their ass. Well, so Moses is like, fuck these fucking people. So he he hears them all complaining and the Lord becomes exceedingly angry. So Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble upon your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised an oath on their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all of these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes, do not let me face my own ruin. You know, um, now that I think about it, this sausage party crying out for meat is just too ironic. (laughs) Well, the women's are there. They don't count. Well, that's true. They don't. They're not in the count. (laughs) See? literally not in the count nope not in the count at all yeah uh so moses is a bit of a bitch boy here uh you know he he's crying because he's still the leader and he hasn't died yet and i guess he's a little afraid that god's gonna make him live forever or something or live for a long period of time well he basically has to take on all of this himself (laughs) i can see i can see moses and he's just like listen to him god they're bitching All the time. They bitch all the fucking time. If it's not that, it's fucking rocks in their feet or something. I don't know. But I've just turned it off and I just want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the Jew that's bitching to God about the Jews bitching. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is like Jew (laughs) bitchception. So God says to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of the meeting that they may stand there with you. And I will come down and speak with you there. I will take I will take of the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. I think that's a pretty reasonable thing. Well, yeah, but effectively God is making horcruxes right now of Moses. I don't know. Do you know much about Harry Potter? I don't know much about Harry Potter, but I know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. So basically, he's cutting up his spirit and putting it into these 70 individuals. So every individual is 170th Moses. If they all come together, they can form a Megazord called Moses and defeat who the fuck ever. So the spirit isn't Moses' spirit. It's God's spirit that's in Moses. Okay. So he's, wait, God's spirit? Yes. uh, Quote, unquote, spirit that's in Moses? Yeah. Did he, like, dig his spirit out and then cut it up into 70 times and then shove it up their ass? I I don't know the logistics of the whole situation, but I'm going to... The logistics is where it gets fun, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) We'll leave that to your imagination. (laughs) Because that's far more entertaining. (laughs) He agrees to appoint... Moses is going to appoint people, but he agrees to let Moses share the burden. So now we're to the meat, right? Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. 
If we only had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten, or twenty, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wailed before him, saying, Why did we ever leave Egypt? I think this is why Jewish mothers are the way they are. How, what do you mean? The guilt, the guilt trip that Jew moms do. Like, what, you don't like the food I'm giving you? Oh, okay, well, you can take this, but you will eat it until you fucking die. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what he's doing. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, as far as the, the Jew mom guilt, I mean, guilt is a prime component of the Jewish faith and any Abrahamic faith in True. general. Guilt, guilt is very much the central theme, and so it's no surprise here and that God would be using guilt. Well, you have to have guilt because if you set up a structure where people have right and wrong and consequences and, you know, then you obviously guilt is going to be a major factor in that because you're going to feel guilty for doing bad shit, which is going to prevent you from doing it again. Well, yeah. And plus they got to make you feel guilty for not doing anything at all. So, I mean, that kind of (laughs) works. Yeah. Moses said, here I am among 600,000 men on foot. And you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So basically Moses was like, how are you going to, how are we going to have meat for all these fucking people? And God was like, you dare question me? (laughs) Are my arms too short? I don't know. Are you a fucking T-Rex? Am I I not a magical motherfucker? Okay. (laughs) I can do fucking anything that I choose. Okay. Just because I don't do things that would make it easier on you doesn't mean that I'm not magical. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of the elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down on the, in the cloud and spoke with him and took the spirit that was on Moses and put that spirit on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. So when it says here they prophesied, what they're actually doing, and, and I, you know, I kind of looked this up because I was like, what do you mean they prophesied? Essentially speaking in tongues. They were running around speaking in tongues. It was crazy. Crazy business. Can can you just imagine that? 600,000, because it's 600,000. No, no, 70. Oh, it's just the 70 fucks. Yeah. Okay, never mind. But still, can you imagine that? I mean, imagine like in an auditorium, you, you know, like one, one of the elementary school auditoriums. Everybody in there is like, and, you know, they're all just yelling at each other like that. I mean, that's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, actually, there have, the whole speaking in tongues thing is absurd uh, to me. And, you know, one of the worst sins you can commit according to um i'm i'm blanking on was who the snake handlers pentecostals pentecostals they're they're speaking in tongue motherfuckers too so one of the worst things that you can do as a pentecostal is make fun of somebody who speaks in tongues that's like one of the worst sins you can commit i don't know if anybody knew that but well see here i thought one of the worst sins was denying god which is something we do on a daily basis well, yeah, but making fun of spe- of people speaking in tongues because essentially you're questioning the Holy Spirit, which is a serious big no-no. But a lot of people, they come out of religions like this or when they come out of religions like this, and even if they're still a believer just to a different denomination and they come out of the crazy, 
they uh, most of them say you know i was just doing what other people were doing well yeah uh i mean i've had friends that were pretty deep into the christian faith like you know fundamentalist wise and you know they they talked about how they talked in tongues uh like anti-ordinary recently y'all should check out that interview uh she started talking in tongues and she was just like i was just doing it to fit in and you know this kind of goes into the whole conformist uh theory or the conformist mechanism of of us as social creatures we want to conform to the group so that we have a group and by conforming to like the group i mean you i mean that's just part of of our nature yeah so anyway it says it says right here uh, we're in numbers chapter 11 in case anybody wanted to know it says right here the the spirit was put on the 70 but there were actually only 68 there two others whose names were were called to be uh, Moses's, I guess, helpers or whatever, remained in the camp and they didn't come up to the tent. Because they were butt fucking. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. But the spirit rested on them as well. And they, they did the tongue speaking things in the camp. And they really freaked everybody out. Like everybody got a little weirded out by that. People ran up to the um, to Moses and were like, oh, these guys are prophesy- prophesying in the camp. And like, yeah. So, and asked them to stop them. Because I guess they were really frightening people. It is it is kind of frightening. I've never actually seen it in person. <laughs> well, I mean, can you just imagine it? Like you're just sitting there having dinner, and all of a sudden your patriarch is 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 there, like shumbalalushaba booba, and he's like pointing to the corn or the manna. I guess it would be in this situation <laughs> the manna. <laughs> it's like I was just asking for some manna. Shumbalalalabooba, <laughs> it, it, it's just like could you get him to stop? It's really fucking annoying. Okay, Moses. <laughs> God damn it. Can't you do this on your own time? Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen videos of it and it's quite disturbing. I can't imagine witnessing it firsthand. Um, it would it would frighten me probably. Like, it's very well, yeah. bizarre. If somebody just out, just all of a sudden started screaming at the top of their lungs, But it's not just that. Like, they throw themselves on the floor and flail around. And I have actually seen where um, they'll run pews on the tops. They'll run the tops of the pews and jump from pew to pew. They run all over the fucking church. It's crazy. I would take bets on whether or not he falls and busts his ass. (laughs) God will protect them. (laughs) They won't protect that (laughs) tailbone from gravity. I can guarantee you that. So, yeah, it freaks people out. So, uh, Moses replied, are you jealous to the people who were asking them to stop? Are you jealous? Um, I wish that all of Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit in all of them. So, then they were done and everybody returned to the camp. <laughs> Can you just imagine it? I mean, like, they come up complaining to Moses and he just turns his, he flips his, like, hood around kind of like a girl or something. He's like, are you jelly? <laughs> 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 but he would have had to say it in tongues. <laughs> 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 okay, so they return to the camp. We're done with that part now. Now Moses has 70 helpers to with the people, right? Yeah, but how can he understand it? Or is the speaking in tongues? No, no, they stop. No, it's temporary. That's what they said. They, they, this happened initially when the spirit entered. Then this is what happens: the Holy Spirit enters you, and you go fucking crazy, and then, and then you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. It's not like a forever. I thought it would be like some kind of disease. 
well, we're going to get to that. You ready? Oh, okay. Okay. So now a wind went out. A wind. A wind. A wind. A breeze. A cool breeze. A God's cool fart. Breeze. What? It's God's fart. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It brought them down all around the camp about three feet above the ground. See? God's fart. Only God's fart could kill that many quail. No, no. It didn't. Br- they were flying. They were flying and it brought them down. To about three feet above the ground. You think they were just dead floating? I don't I don't no, know. Yeah, no. I, they were flying. Oh, okay. If they you... were just commanded by the Lord to fly where he told them to fly. Go over here. You won't die. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. <clears throat> so there were so many quail that they could walk an entire day in any direction and it was full of quail just flapping around three feet above the ground i wonder how you walked through them yeah i don't know and i don't know exactly the hovering capability of quail like hummingbirds have a pretty good one yeah but i mean their their wings beat incredibly fast so i I don't know exactly how fast the quail can beat their wings to remain stationary like above the ground but generally like with with birds and whatnot like they they'll take off but i mean like it's a lot of it is like gliding yeah but it was all day and all night okay so this went on all day and all night and everyone so the next day people went out and gathered quail and it says no one gathered less than 10 homers and a homer is um is 60 well 10 homers is about 60 bushels which it says here is about 2.2 kiloliters I figured it'd be a dozen donuts. It's a lot. <laughs> Basically, they get a lot of birds. So they spread out all around the camp. And it says here, while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore, the place will be named Kilbra. Kibroth Hatava because they buried people for who had craved other food. Basically, uh, Kibroth Hatava means graves of craving. So from there, people traveled uh, to Hazaroth and stayed there. So he struck them with a plague because they ate the meat he gave them. Uh, Okay. He's a weirdo. He is. Sets people up and then knocks them down. Not in a good way. It's an asshole. What? Sets people up and then knocks them down. I mean, God's an asshole. Oh, yeah. God's an asshole. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't have much to add to that. (laughs) Well, that's all. That's actually where we're going to end it today. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're ending on a good note. God's an asshole. Plague. Plague plague an asshole. We're going to end it on the plague. Um, So next time, uh, Moses is rebuked and God affirms Moses. So basically, you know, people are saying we don't want Moses and God says, fuck you guys, you got Moses. Um, and the and the person who does this is Miriam. And I don't know if you know about this, but God makes Miriam a leper after that because. <laughs> Whoa, what? Wait, what did she do to become a leper? Well, because yeah. they were taught they were speaking against Moses. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't you get sassy with me. I'll make sure your limbs rot off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we have to look forward to next time. Limbs rotting off and shit. Well, yeah, there's that. And then they're going to have a spy from each of the tribes set out. Uh, they're commissioned and they go out and report back about different shit. So we're going to have that. They're going to keep on wandering. Keep on wandering. God's pissed a lot. We're going to piss God off a whole bunch. All the spies. Well, that's kind of a spoiler alert. All the spies are going to die. 
Oh, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big spoiler there. I was really rooting for that one from the Dan tribe. Oh, yeah, do you want to know Do you want to know his name? I could I could really see that guy from Tribe of Dan just wandering around like the dude from from the Big Lebowski. He just sort of strolls into town with his, with his like, bathrobe on. <laughs> the spy from the Tribe of Dan was Amiel. <laughs> I, I'm Amiel, or the dude, if you would like to call me. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to have next time. Okay. Well, heathens, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you will, leave your comments down below. We would love to know your thoughts and interact with you down there. Make sure you smash that like button as well. And don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. <laughs>